0: to Love, Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host and this is my podcast. And my guest today is Yasmin Monet Watkins. So Yasmin is an internationally touring spoken word poet. She's an actress and she's an activist. So Yasmin is also highly involved with Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter Los Angeles is planning a youth activist camp. I think I'm just in the tail end of this, but I'm still going to put this information out there. Uh, The camp is from June 12th to June 16th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And what they do, in addition to learning strategies for organizing social justice campaigns and uh, learning about direct action tactics, the camp focuses on community building, skill sharing, critical literacy, public speaking, and techniques for developing a healthy collective and self-care practices. So all of that is awesome. The camp is free to kids ages 10 to 18, and they provide snacks and lunch. So for more info on that, and if you want to donate, go to youcaring.com forward slash B-L-M-L-A underscore Y-A-C. Um, you can also see Yasmin's improv team, Obama's Other Daughters. They perform their monthly show called Black Girl Magic at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in the Inner Sanctum. Uh, for more information on that, go to the UCB Sunset website. And for more Yasmin in general, go to yasminmonetwatkins.com. Follow her on Instagram at Watkins as well as at BLM Los Angeles and at Obama's Other Daughters on Instagram. And... Uh, let me just say, this is the episode where I am very caffeinated. A highly caffeinated me tries to end racism, apologize for everything, and squirm a bunch while uh, uncomfortably discussing my white guilt, racial injustice, internalized racism on, on other people's behalf, not mine. How dare you? And uh, and what I can do to help. Um, And I just have to say, I was very happy in this episode to serve as a white bonehead girl with bangs living in Los Angeles, asking all the uncomfortable questions, being brutally raw and honest, uh, because more conversations, I think, uh, more conversations like this need to happen. So let me give you some context, some backstory, if you will. I met Yasmin when we were both speaking on a panel about intersectional feminism. And, uh, during that panel discussion, a lot of stuff came up majority of the time I listened. And I think I said one thing along the lines of, uh, it's not enough to just not be racist. Like I said that to the white people and to myself, like it's not enough. You have to do something. And, uh, and I was so happy to learn and sit back and fucking listen to the amazing girls on this panel. One of which was, is, and was Yasmin. And when she was on the panel, she said something, she said something that kind of broke my heart. And, uh, she said the only place she can truly find safety and solace is in other black women. And I completely got it. I get it. But when she said that, my heart fucking broke cuz I was like, fuck. I hate that, I cuz I because I wish she could find safety and solace and a cozy loving communal feeling. I wish she could find that in every woman, me included. Like I want I want her to find that in me or whatever. And, uh, but at the same time, I understood and I understand her vigilance. Uh, you know, she does amazing work as an activist. She's so well read and, uh, and just brilliant. And I admire her so completely. It's like almost intimidating. There's so much to learn from her. And uh, so when she said that, I understood her vigilance because the majority of the world is fucked. People are racist, people are unconscious, and they're leading, they're, they're leading with their egos, with insecurity, stupidity. And even in 2017, it's just yeah, it's fucking heartbreaking that this division exists, and it even you know it even more so uh, in Trump America because all the racism that's been hidden, you know, is now uh, is now rising to the surface, and so the division and separateness between people is more apparent than ever. Whether it's between like white people and people of color, or men and women, and just like, and it's sad. Because I wish it wasn't like that. And uh, yeah, love Alexi exclusive. Racism sucks. Uh, You heard it here first, folks. Anyway, so, and yeah, I know I live in a bubble. I live in a fucking bubble where all my friends, you know, my friends are diverse. They're artists. They're kooky. They're weirdos. We love each other. We respect each other. We don't see the color of each other's skin. We don't fucking even judge each other's wacky outfits. Like it's just because in my ideal world, I'm living in a world where we're all just fucking souls and... And essence and spirits, and were hearts and intentions and personalities. But, and I want to say, yeah, I know I live in a bubble, okay? But I'm not even sad about the bubble I live in. I'm not sad about the bubble of a world I exist in. Here's what I'm sad about I wish the entire world's mentality lived in my bubble, but they don't. And I know that. I know that too. And I know my privilege. I know my white privilege. I know my my life experience will always be different and easier than that, than that of a person of color. And it fucking sucks. You know? So anyway, and already, you know, we begin our lives, we're born, we all cut we all come out of somebody's vagina, whatever their whatever the color of their skin, whatever their ethnicity, we all come out of somebody's vagina and we're we're faced to live a life where we have all this other bullshit to deal with depending on what our parents put us through, if they're assholes and mean to us or whatever our socioeconomic background is, who knows what country, you know, you're you're born in and what that brings, what turmoil that brings, your gender, just being a woman is more difficult, your family, your mental health, Where you start out mentally, what your hormone and chemical imbalance might be, and then the fucking color of your skin is going to make your shit even more unfair and difficult and fucked up? Jesus fucking Christ. It's brutal. So anyway, long story longer, it was very important for me to have Yasmin on this podcast so I could listen to her, learn, use my platform to not only learn shit myself and have a really uncomfortable dialogue uncomfortable for me she was very calm cool and collected cool as a cucumber but uh but I was nervous I was nervous that I might say something dumb or that people might misunderstand me or judge me and get mad at me um you know but I wanted to be really raw and fucking honest even though it was uncomfortable for me to to like have a really honest conversation about race who wants to talk about this shit Most people don't. Everybody just buries their head in the sand, and that's why we're in this fucking debacle. It's horrible, but uh, but please stay for the whole conversation because we really do go on a journey. Uh, It's a tangential journey, as per the use. It's really open and honest and cathartic and you know and naive on my part and sweet and just and and it is awkward, but whatever. Who gives a fuck, you know? Um, it's open. It's honest. Cathartic. You know. Do we solve racial injustice? Of course we don't, but it's a sweet conversation, and uh, thank you for tuning in. I also want to say, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, if you like this podcast, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment. It really does help me grow the show. Um, Send emails, always send your emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com with questions, comments, feedback. Maybe you're in need of advice. Great. Send your thoughts, your feelings, sponsorship inquiries, whatever. Uh, I also have to mention Girls Night In. Girls Night In on June 3rd was incredible. Oh my God. Thank you for everybody. Thank you to everybody who came. It was so fun and loving and cozy and a blast. And for those of you who missed it and don't know what the fuck it is I'm talking about, Girls Night In is a monthly pop up event that I throw in Los Angeles at a private residence for girls only kind of like an adult slumber party except no one sleeps over uh it's kind of like a summer camp vibe situation thing that uh it's a a summer camp vibe of a night that gives girls a chance to meet make new friends share listen be heard laugh drink rosé have snacks And the last one was crazy amazing. It was so incredible that I'm putting on another one. It's taken on a life of its own. The next Girls' Night In is on Saturday. It's going to be on Saturday, July 1st at 7 p.m. So if you want to go and you're a girl in Los Angeles, DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser for tickets and info. Um, Looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, you guys, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Love Alexi podcast is a listener-supported show, so feel free to donate, even just a dollar, via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. But now I'm going to shut the fuck up, so you can enjoy my conversation with actress, poet, activist, and overall badass Yasmin Monet Watkins. Now entering Nerdist.com. What I press this? No, just turn
1: ah hello. hi wow, how are you doing <sighs> oh my god this is aristotle my very hey. young producer, yasmin what's up aristotle oh, we there if you want to be i usually put my guest uh, right there holy shit.
2: shit cp time is real my apologies oh my god cp time <laughs> what did you say <laughs> Colored people's time. Oh, my God. We are getting right to it. Hot and heavy. <laughs> oh on the mic here.
1: Oh, my God. Did you just say colored people time? It's a thing. CP time. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? What if you leave uh-huh. here? And then from then on, I just think like, oh, it's okay to say that. And then I start telling people oh, to be like, oh, yeah, colored people time. They're like, what? And I get murdered. <laughs> <I'm>
2: there are like <laughs> certain things that you can say. I don't want to say anything. Color
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm the whitest person in the world. <laughs> We've got so much to talk about. Holy yay, shit. Yay. This uh. Wait, are your, your headphones working? Oh, I just didn't. My hair is You'd, drying. Your hair.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. So already? This is up
1: the front. Oh, wait. How do I? <laughs> wait, I think I put this in here already. Like I'm insulting you by like being like, no, you must wear those headphones. I'm, so, I'm not, you know, respecting your your beautiful hair. No, I can. I no, can no, don't. Out. We don't. Listen, should I not wear my headphones? Oh, my God. I'm already uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my God. Race is already come into play. I can't even handle this. Oh, my God. But I'm only in one ear. Is so that just how it's going to be. Arisella, you never want to make me feel comfortable. I know Nothing. you know my boyfriend. Can you just make, can you, are, do you feel comfortable? I'm super cozy. Oh my God. You got your, now you got the, okay, hold on. <laughs> can I get this on Insta stories? Yeah. Is that okay? May. Oh my God. Hold <laughs> on. Yasmin. Here's you. wait, so, let me see. Okay. she so got the headphones on. You're not messing not up your fl- hair.
2: Not going to mess it up. Looks it's still drying. Still
1: drying. Actually, mine is too. Mine is kind of like I just like have the uh, the window roll down and then I like
2: I dry really out. fast. Yeah, do so you do that too? And I just go like this. I do sometimes. Yeah. It like but then if it like blows too much, it like chunks my hair a certain way, and then it like dries that way. And then it's over. Yeah. And then we're fine. Fa- okay,
1: we got it. Listen, we got a, we got an hour because you're going to. What do you have? You have a pear for a snack, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case. A, a drippy, a drippy ripe plush pear. I love yes. it. Healthy, always making good choices. I, I appreciate that. I had an
2: egg sandwich this morning. You so that did? Was not very healthy. Oh. But um, I'm headed to Camp Kirby after this. What's that? It's
1: um, and I need you to turn that over, or else I'll just look at it because I'm like addicted to screen, So if, oh. I want to be looking at you, and also just be like, <laughs> "Did we get a text? <laughs> Is everything
2: cool? Hello? <laughs> Does anybody Instagram us? Okay. What's that? Um, it's a youth prison. So I'm going to go do some poetry workshops. Oh my god! With some uh, young men and some young women. Yeah and then I'm going to start Sketch 201 at UCB. What? They tell me everything. Then- <laughs> yeah, what is that? Just
1: pretend, you know, I'm developmentally challenged. Let's pretend I am, because, you know, I might as well be. I'm hungover and Fair. Still, still getting caffeinated. Fair. What's that? That's your group at, at UCB?
2: Um, well, okay, so uh, the camp, like I said, is a prison for youth. And What's the um, age range? I'd say, like, 13 to 18, 13, 13 and 18 18
1: and they're in prison
2: yeah there are quite a few folks that are locked up it's really 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 tragic what are they in prison for primarily um it depends a lot of them like some I remember some of my kids have like said I was trying to I like robbed to get food for my brothers and sisters or like some of them for sleeping some of them like a for lot of sleeping. them sleeping like in the park or like oh my god not having like sleeping in the jungle gym and not having anywhere else to go. Um, police really, especially in certain neighborhoods, they like profile them. And so they get, uh, I, I mean, yeah, like um, many of them have to join gangs just like based on where they live yeah. and like being affiliated with that. Or like one of them I remember was like, yeah, I had a gun on me to protect myself and the, like not, he wasn't allowed to have a gun. Um, I've had some kids that are locked up for like having a cell phone cause they're on probation. Like, oh my God, it's, um, it's really heavy. And <laughs> And then I'm going to do some comedy stuff. Yeah, great. Wait, comedy <laughs> stuff I, I, okay, so at that's... UCB. So I'm taking um, Sketch 201, um, which is basically just like the classes. I've taken all of the improv uh, classes, and now I'm trying to see how I can write, if I can. Yeah, and
1: what's the name of your group at, at UCB?
2: Oh, Obama's Other Daughters.
1: Obama's Other Daughters.
2: I have a flyer. And that's all
1: women of color?
2: All black women.
1: All black women. Mm-hmm. All right. You're like... We
2: have our... Uh
1: monthly show oh my god okay oh this is very cool Keep it. i'm gonna be putting this on my insta stories later
2: <laughs> Look at you. oh my goodness um but we're an all-black all-female improv team yeah um and we have our okay, monthly black girl magic show you do wait magic black girl magic have you heard of black girl magic
1: I'm just thinking like magicians. Oh my God, please
2: listen. Oh, why is Aristotle like laughing at me? I'm sorry, I'm Wait, here to learn, pull okay? Phone and look up the hashtag black girl magic okay. right now. Oh my God. Anyone who's listening, I don't know who you are or where you are, but look up the hashtag black girl magic. Okay. If you have not already. I am on my way to learning something new today. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just here to learn. Okay, black girl magic. Oh my God. It's going to be some weird, like, fetish site for sick, <laughs> sick weird white men. Okay, uh, let's see.
2: Wait, now, what am I looking at? Black girl magic. What's popping up? It's just basically, like, a bunch of black women celebrating being black women. Oh, well, it's... that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, I don't know what. I was like, okay. I thought because I gonna, black women
1: are magic. They, now, tell me. Okay, now, th- I've got to. This is what I I got to go for a, for a hard, fast hour, barely. So, this is what I want to ask. Okay, so. Yes. You are an actress. Mm-hmm. You are a poet, mm-hmm. writer. Okay, yeah. poet, more poet than writer. Do you want to say? I say I, I say I'm both branching. because.
2: You're... So like the sketch class is my attempt to like branch into parlaying yeah the poetry into like narrative yeah storytelling. Oh, you're
1: doing it. It's great.
2: Yeah, and I uh, the short is like also that. So yeah, you know.
1: So, actress, poet activist but I'm going to highlight the activist label just to make it like uh, just to make it easy for my listeners because that's that's what I want to highlight because we met on a panel I've already (laughs) lost you now you're texting I can't believe it where'd you
2: come back I want to pull up some information oh yeah oh my Um, well,
1: well then I'll like set this up because here's the thing so I met you uh you and I both spoke on a panel at Soho House, which is really funny because it's like this weird elitist like members oh only God. club to be talking about. Like, yo, in, how like ridiculous. $2,400. Did like, you look just it? to go in there? I I just like, you know, go when pass. I'm. What'd you say? I said pass on $2,400. Yeah, that's man, for fucking sure. ridiculous. And I don't like the vibe. When I go there, I always feel like not good enough. I'm like a poor kid. And I just feel like, <laughs> oh, my God, and you can feel. Can't you feel everybody's ego? In the air, like, Whoa. like looking for somebody famous or they, people not feeling good enough and you can feel so that bizarre. energy.
2: Wasn't it bizarre? I was like, wait, this is what everyone's been talking about? I know. Like, yeah. and then I was like, wait, and you still have to pay for the drinks? I couldn't believe I'm it. i like, they better have some champagne. I know. Like, oh, can I tell you?
1: I went in there and I was all like nervous in my head and whatever. So I bought two drinks for like, and that was like $50 total Shut or whatever. Front tour. And nobody told me who was throwing the panel that there were like free drinks. Oh, yeah. So I was like, fucking communicate, people. But here. This oh, is... I definitely
2: asked. I walked in. I was <sighs> like, so these drinks, though. That's I should have asked that. <laughs> OK, so we spoke on this
1: panel about intersectional feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, And oh, side note of a side note. Didn't you feel like one of the and I was the only white girl on the panel, which I felt very like ill-equipped because I was just like,
2: hey, guys, uh, what's isn't going on? Isn't it uh, interesting to be the only one? Yes. It is weird. As fuck. Welcome God, to my life. I know. I know. <laughs> But also, of, of all the girls to, like, represent,
1: like, feminism and be talking about intersectional feminism and blah, 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 I was like, what am I doing here? Because I'm just, like, I really am the least, like, I don't know. I talk about boys and feelings and life and love and whatever. I'm just not well-versed in, like, really going there as far as, like, I don't know. Not so yet. Just, not yet, but I'm going to be. And I there are all these things I want to say to, like, set it up and then I'm going to throw it to you and then you're just <laughs> going to, like, you know, I'm going to sit back and be like, oh, my God. Okay, tell me everything. But, uh Didn't you feel like – I'm saying that I was the only white girl on the panel because didn't you feel like there was another girl on the panel who didn't identify as being a person of color at all who seemed more white than me? Do you know what I'm talking about? I
2: do. And – Oh no! This is like this is not recorded. It's not shit talking. We can totally cut this out, and I no, will no, no. edit. but you don't have to. I mean, I think there is a lot of internalized racism that happens in certain POC communities. Really? Very much so. Wait, so and you thought it
1: was racist that she was being racist, and maybe we're gonna have to cut so, this out? No, but no I, you I just don't have, have to talk to cut about cut this it out. You. Well,
2: But um, so like racism is. I think everyone sees it as this like it, racism is fucked up, but it has there's levels. Yeah. Um, and like. Particularly for internalizing that, sometimes it can show up as, like, going, like, black women going blonde or, like, dying, like, putting on contacts constantly to make their eyes blue. Toni Morrison talks about it in, like, The Bluest Eye, for example, of, like, Writing looking stuff. at white beauty standards and, like, that being the norm and trying to get to that.
1: I was told I had a conversation with a friend, and I'll not to cut you off. I'll sort of yeah. to you about how, like, in in pop culture, you notice that it's like a, a woman of color gets more and more famous. All of a sudden, she turns—you know, she's blonde. Or she go, "Have you noticed?" Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's what what they mentioned in the book, where it's like all of a sudden it's like, "Why, why is she blonde now? Why is she wearing contacts?" But it's like it—I ha- just see it happening over and over again. Anyway, go on. Sorry, yes.
2: No, it's it's to... a thing, and I'm I, I'm not saying that she was specifically like dyeing her hair or any of that, but oh, in terms panel. of like internalizing. Um, certain things, particularly I think for certain communities, they don't, like, the goal is to achieve whiteness. Yeah. Like, if we can be white, then we'll be all right. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's tough. There are, there are a lot of folks like that. I'm trying to, like, I, I'm not going to call anyone out publicly.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, but I just, I just, I just noticed, I, it was just bizarre to be on this panel and then to, to, uh, to be the only white girl and then have this girl next to me, oh, because I, I was like, it's like black
2: men who only date white women. Oh, it's like what's what's going on? With
1: what's that? going on with that? And also, I want to get into talking about fetishizing. I'm looking at like <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because, and I'm not going to say it 20 more times because it's not that big of a deal. But I was making myself like the butt of the joke, being like, okay, I'm the I'm the only white girl on the panel. And then I went, how can I be on that panel? Whatever I said, I was. I just wanted to. It made me sad when I heard, oh fuck, I'm all over the place. But when you said like you said something, and I'm uh, fucking up the quote, but it was like, you said something like, I feel like I've been saved by black women, right? Absolutely. And so my thing is, you know, I'm like, whatever, I'm going to fucking call it white guilt. I'm just like, oh my God, what can I do? I want to be, how can I be an ally, blah, blah. And then the other, the girl next to me, who, when she was like, yeah, how can we be of service? Like, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. There's just this weird moment. And I thought, wow, I I thought that was, I just thought that was such a bizarre thing because I just felt like she was, and maybe all this is politically incorrect but i can't i don't know i have only good intentions but i just thought it was funny when uh, yeah when this woman yeah she just seemed to completely identify as a caucasian person and i thought that was interesting probably a relief for her she probably feels very she's living her life you know what i mean <laughs> like cruising but i was like that was just so bizarre and interesting to me that like i don't know do you know what i mean I'm and just...
2: i think also like I don't know. I think like one of my friends. Have you heard of Jenny Yang? No. She like follow her on Facebook. Like her posts are like always so politically correct. Um, and like just like pop in, in general. But I remember she recently posted um, around the United Airlines. Uh, the guy who got kicked off of that flight dragged. Yeah. 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 And how like um the Asian community is like super and up in arms about like this this man. And she's like you know call like calling out like. Police brutality has been happening, and you guys are saying it and, like, crying out now, but, like, why weren't you before? Like, this is part of the problem, too. And so I think we all feed into white supremacy, and we all feed into, like, really supporting it in different ways that we maybe don't know, like, don't even know we're doing. Yeah. Um, So I think that there's—and not to say that she's, like, all the way there, but— I think there's work to be done, for sure.
1: Oh, that that stance that this girl on the panel took was a way of feeding into white supremacy? For sure. In a sense. So, like... Or just identifying as white and being, like...
2: In the sense that, like, in connecting more so to whiteness than, like, being a person of color. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, not even really acknowledging that in a way that, like, I think class ties into it and the way that, like, gender ties into yeah, yeah, it. You know yeah. what I mean? like. yeah. There are certain folks who class. That's a big part of it too, right? It's yeah. like if you have money, if you have money, then you're fine, basically. Uh, yeah. Again, we live in a capitalist society, and yeah. so everything, even prisons, are like very much connected to capital and mm. like making money, and so. I'm all over the place. No, you're I not have all... a lot of sentiments.
1: No, I'm I wish I wish we could be here for 4 hours because like I have all these questions because I just feel like I would today on the podcast like if you were white, okay? I wouldn't be like putting a spotlight on the girl going, "Tell me what it's like to be white or blah blah all the thing." And I so I feel like it's fucked up in a weird way. Yeah, I guess I'm going to say racist because I'm making the it about race, but I feel like we have to because I'm, I'm coming at you as a as you're an activist, right? And the whole Mm-hmm. Something I think that could be taken away from this podcast is I want to I want to play the part of the uh, well I already do probably this is a bonehead white girl who doesn't fucking know but has good intentions and I want to f- learn I'm sorry so I'm gonna ask all the dumb questions so I can be an ally and not make mistakes that you know what I mean like so yeah uh, like and I and if that's fucked up I'm just fucking putting it out there sloppy I don't know what like <laughs> but because I've had I had another guest on uh, and we were talking about. We're talking about cultural appropriation and really trying to get into that and knowing and, and you know, and, uh, and and about racism and stuff like that. And, and just when is cultural appropriation a beautiful thing? We're trying to bring everybody together and if the intention is good and when is it just like, oh, God, that's so offensive, you know, with lack of – I would say so, like stay away from
2: cornrows. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> was never gonna. Was never going towards them. How dare you? Stay away you? from yeah. uh, those feather headdresses. Yeah, I feel especially with Coachella upon us, like. Part, like a part of me like doesn't even <gasps> want to go to the fest. I I've been a few times, yeah, and every time I like want to yank. I just want to like drag people. Like, get stop. Haven't we had enough dragging in the past uh, two weeks with I... the United scandal and now this? Now this is just <laughs> yeah, dragging. I see what you did there. Jesus. I see what you did there, oh, but God. I don't think we've had enough. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: No. But so like, oh yeah, because I was talking about with the guest before, uh, about how like okay, so let's say i mean, this would be my like a random example, but like, so Madonna Voguing, whatever, and she's like, it's appropriating uh, Paris is burning, right? Like, mm-hmm. she's appropriating gay culture and, and like, and uh, putting a spotlight on it and bringing it. Which, if it to you the- guys
2: haven't seen Paris is burning, just hit pause on the podcast and go watch it but come back please come back. come back okay please come back <laughs> <laughs> and then come back uh. we love you guys anyways so uh
1: but so what gets confusing there is like okay so uh, let's say okay the, i am just terrified of stepping sipping anybody's toes and people getting mad at me. i just have to fucking uh, keep going forward okay so i would say so like the gay community loves madonna but then i can understand that people being mad at her also, because they're like, oh, now she's appropriating the thing and she's taking credit for this thing. But then I can understand other people being like, yes, because she's celebrating because she loves, you know, the community. So you t- anyway, just. I mean,
2: I think me a me lot right. of it is like, like I, I really hate seeing. If any of you are white and have dreadlocks, go shave that shit off now. I feel that way, too. I
1: saw a girl with bleach blonde, the whitest girl in the world with bleach blonde dreadlocks. And I was like, get out of here. Don't
2: do it. Like, it's like dreadlocks, afros, unless it's like the way your hair naturally grows. Like, don't put on an afro wig around Halloween. Don't put on blackface. Who puts like, on blackface? What you mean, who puts on blackface? So I mean, oh, I I'm sorry. I, just, I live in West Hollywood, so I just feel
1: like I, uh, There's it's so, uh, I'm living in a, in a bubble. bubble.
2: I know. Okay. Jinx. Okay. I'm
1: going to kill myself now.
2: Please don't. <laughs> self-care is important. Self-care. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this is heavy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I hang myself in the morning. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, okay. So, yeah, no blackface, you guys. You heard of your first. <laughs> you heard of your first. But it doesn't even matter anyway, because anybody listening to my podcast is probably already, oh, here's where I I ironically say woke, and you tell me why I shouldn't ever say woke. Tell me.
2: I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Because that's another appropriation, right? Be woke, but, like, actually be about it. So, like, read the articles, read the work, watch the movies, like, listen to black people. And then, you know, you can maybe say woke. But that's what I wanted to know. That's, like, another appropriate word. So one thing I... Dr. Melina Abdullah is like one of the like one of my mentors and just pe- people that I admire and love, and she's like one of part of the leadership of BLM. BLM is like a leaderful movement, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Um, but she was saying like, how can like people get involved? And she's like, use like we need your time, your body, and your resources. And so it's like in terms of time, like showing up for stuff. Like we need your time. Like it's. Uh, Like, using your body, like, literally showing up to a protest or a march or an action. There are actions all the time. I'll, like, share some at the end. But, like, in terms of, like, I remember one protest we had, um, the white folks who were present formed a circle around the black folks who were shutting down um, the intersection, right? And literally being that, like, first line of defense. Yeah. And, like... Knowing that white bodies are safer against the police than black bodies, like, use we need your body, um, and your resources like, okay, your podcasts, your money, your connections, um, like using your privilege. And so, those are like three concrete ways like, time, body, resources that you can get involved and like help. But also, Angela Davis says, like, and I remember. I got to open for her at like University of Puget Sound a couple years ago. Oh my God. What did you do? It was Spoken, poetry. Oh God, that's yeah, so fucking yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um and like I remember afterwards, uh, this this very like cis straight white male comes up to the mic and he's like, you know, what can I do to help? Um Wait, I don't, You mean me? Are you talking about no, me? No, no, no. Oh, this guy. Okay, sorry. This guy. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I don't just, know what that weird voice I'm just, was. I'm just making myself fun of myself. <laughs> one. yeah. Um and she's like, while well, like You can help, but, like, you you also need to help yourself. Like, racism and, like, white supremacy and all of these things are, like, so embedded in us that it impacts all of us. Whether you're black, whether you're white, like, you in between you grow up and, like, you have all of this in you. And it's, like, doing the work to remove it from yourself. Yeah. Right? So I think that there are concrete actions, but then there's also, like... Internal work. Yeah. Yeah. That we all have to do. Yeah. So... I don't know if that fully answers your question. No, I, I mean, Melissa Harris Perry has. um God, a you really read cool, so much? I'm <laughs> really feeling inadequate here, but yes. Um, I mean, it's also like I work in academia quite frequently, yeah. so I'm like thinking about theory and like how it relates. Sorry about that. Oh my
1: God, her phone just vibrant. I can't
2: believe it. God, nobody's to <laughs> me. Yes. Okay. So, um, but she has like the like Black Feminist Thought syllabus. Um, That I highly, highly recommend. And it has, like, a bunch of recommendations for folks that you can read and things that you can just connect with. Yeah. Um, But I think also it's interesting. So, like, growing up, I've learned so much about, like, white history in, like, just high school and, like, the education system, it's, like. Oh, but nothing else. We know everything about y'all. Yeah. It's probably and lies, guys, too, though. It's probably r- oh, complete, for sure. completely changed. For sure. And, like, yeah, and the pilgrims like, came over, yeah, and, and we were all, all like, so
1: happy. They were, like, take the stuff. <laughs> we want you to have it. <laughs> <laughs> just take it.
2: Have some corn. <laughs> <Real> like, <laughs> Meanwhile, we know that, like, <laughs> Christopher Columbus villaged, and, like, it, we won't go, get into yeah, that. get but into that. The, but, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But in terms of, like, we know, like, your history, but you guys don't ever have to study ours. Um, and so we have to go out of our way in order to study it. So, like, my major in college was American Studies with a double minor in Gender and Women's Studies and Film Studies, particularly looking at, like, Black women's representation in the media. But with, like, American Studies, it's like seeing – like, you just – you see all of this stuff and you read a lot. Mm-hmm. And this was – I mean, I highly recommend Audrey Lorde, like – there are a lot of folks that you guys should read. <laughs>
0: Keep the recommendations
2: coming. This is fantastic. This is great. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think that there's, like, a degree of, like, having to, like, step back and listen and, like, learn and, like, hear about, like, hear what folks of color are saying, particularly around the prison industrial complex. I, it's so sad when I go into the prisons. Like, I only see black and brown kids. That's it. And, like... There might be one or two white kids in there, but, like, the reality is that, like, from from age 12, like, from a very young age, folks are being, like, incarcerated at a higher rate than white folks are. And, like, I'm sure, like, in theory you guys understand that, maybe, but, like, going in and hearing their stories, you're like, wow, like, there was no other choice but for them to end up here. And... I think, you know, for a long time, since the dawn of history, like, people of color have been like, yo, this is really fucked up. We're dying. Like, what's happening? And people are like, no, 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 you're fine. Or like, no, that's not true. That's not real. And I remember um, this older white man that I organized with, with the Los Angeles BI task force was telling me, he's like, you know, I, I was a, a part of the group of people that didn't think that there was a problem. Like, we were like, what's going on? Like, you guys are like, I didn't believe it. Yeah. And then he's like... I I started seeing the videos of police killing black folks, and I was like, "Oh, it's real." Yeah, and it's that idea that like he had to see it in order to believe it, whereas for centuries black folks have been like, "You're killing us! What's happening?" Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Like you're like right now there are so many people that are slaves. For all intents and purposes, they are working tilling the land in jails they're doing the jobs that no one else wants to do in california they're fighting fire like forest fires they're endangering their lives and they're not being paid for it and they're being forced to do that work right and so a lot of it is like listening listening to poc reading poc like reading perspective like here listening to perspectives that are not yours that are not in the quote mainstream or in the media that are in our textbooks you know, I'll get off my soapbox first.
1: No, start. I love you. I, I love you on your <laughs> soapbox. I'm just listening because, uh, because Sinti, God bless you. Oh, you had a cough. You didn't I even did. want to get off that soapbox. You just had to, you had to cough for a moment. <laughs> We've got to get you back on there. But, uh, yeah, it's just interesting because I, I mean, I'm on a personal level. I just, uh, I don't know. It's just heartbreaking because I, I, if I, if I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in my, uh, from my perspective, what, okay. I just don't know, uh. I just, it's its just a heartbreaking situation because if I feel like, if I feel like my intentions are good and I'm completely aware of like, yeah, I'm a white girl in Los Angeles with bangs, living my life, like <laughs> what real fucking problems, like, you know what I mean? I know like I could probably walk into a store and, you know, point, like rob, rob the store or something or like shoplift or be pulled over and get out of tickets and I just get away, I could get away with so much shit just because of the color. I know that I have an advantage. I know that I have privilege I, and it's like uh so i have an awareness that i have it easier and uh and that others do not and i f- and so having that awareness and I, it, it just makes me sad that there is such a i i don't understand how there can't be a separation where it's like i i understand like when i don't know i just uh i hate the fact that I mean, this is going to be. I feel like I have to edit this from the podcast. The the, the gaps and what I'm trying to figure out how to say. Where it's like, uh, I wish racism. Obviously, newsflash. I wish racism didn't exist. Girl, I, who I, are you I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wish everybody just you know. And I because I, I feel like it really does stand, Like if I don't know, I believe that like we're all souls. We're we're in our bo- in this body that and then, but at a core level, we're all souls. And what what matters is that we are like empathetic to one another. That we are kind. That we get rid of ego. Because I feel like racism is just you know you're here i'm here you have to make people lesser than to feel good about yourself and it's like okay so if i know that and i have friends who feel the same way and i want to be like no let's connect i want to get rid of the separation and 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 the division and it's it's how do how do we do that we can't or we can or i don't understand like i don't know what to do like if i walked you know what i mean like here's a real personal thing oh god Is it okay if I get real personal and real raw and embarrassing?
2: We'll be be honest. I mean, like... And we'll deconstruct it and talk about it and all of that. Well, I mean, well,
1: because I feel like conversations need to, I mean, happen like this. Conversations like this need to happen. But usually I I prefer having very light conversations where we can talk about boyfriends and love and sex (laughs) and dating or girlfriends or whatever. And, uh, but, you know, I don't know. I just don't even know what to say. Like, let's say I'm walking down the street. I think my father was definitely racist. He's like in his 80s. It's a different generation. That doesn't make up for it. I'm just saying it's even worse at his, you know. And so I was always raised being like, can you not say that? Oh, my God. No. So I have extreme white guilt where if I walk down the street and a black guy is walking towards me, if I'm getting something out of my purse, I think, oh, no, I hope he doesn't think I clutch my purse because I wouldn't want him to think that I'm having this thought like I'm worried about his feelings because I feel horrible and guilty for being white and I don't want to hurt his feelings. And that actually happened to me the other day. And then the guy whispered, suck my dick. Or he said something misogynist. And I was like, oh my God, he's a misogynist asshole anyway. (laughs) I was like, I was so concerned with his
2: feelings, but now it's like on a whole other level of misogyny. But you see like all of that is connected too, right? Like that black men are not divorced from being misogynistic. Yeah. yeah. Despite having, being targeted by the police, despite, and not, black men are not the only ones that are targeted, but, black women are too but what i'm saying is like part of that too and you think like historically which again which is why history is so important you there is a history of like black men walking right and you think about emmett till who allegedly whistled at this woman and she came out after the fact saying oh no he never he never did anything to me but you see emmett till being this 14 or teenager being killed and it's like there are repercussions for Right. For black men, like particularly with like black men and white women and not to say that like today necessarily a black man is going to be killed for whistling at a white woman. But I mean, there's it's it's heavy. Like there's a lot that goes into these everyday interactions that we have with each other. And I think having that historical lens to kind of see where we've come from, will help inform where we can go. How do we, where are we going?
1: Where can we go? How do we get there? And when can it, well, we'll, we'll things are, let's solve racism and all the problems <laughs> in the world today, right here on the Super Fun Level Lexi podcast. You can't see I'm wiggling and I'm wearing a crop top. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I mean, but like, how do we ever get to, I don't know how we
2: do it. This promised oh, it, land of like, no racism. Of, I Of just being... Yeah, really don't know. And I think for me, like one of my like the things that I really like the two organizations that I'm super invested in at this point in my life um, are like trying to like break down the prison industrial complex and whatever I can. I think there's like a huge, huge problem Um, and a lot of like I think we throw people away and say, oh, like you're selling drugs or you're doing whatever. But instead of looking at why is that happening and why is that in communities like. There are so many kids that you will never see being in West Hollywood. Yeah. Right? And, like, you'll never see the kids that are in Compton or Carson or Gardena and, like, what they're going through. Right? Like, last night, um, a black or last Wednesday, a black man was killed by the LAPD um, in his car. There are shots from behind his car, like, from the back window. But they say they went to the front and shot him when they were trying to get him out of the car. So it's like, how do you, like... How do you justify that? Right. And you don't see that in West Hollywood. Yeah. Like West Hollywood. You have to have a certain amount of capital. Um, It's a very like I'm I'm bisexual. I'm like a queer black woman and don't necessarily feel safe in We Hope. Right. Don't. Because it's it's a very like white gay space.
1: Yeah.
2: Either white like or having lots of money. Oh, my goodness. So it's like you feel don't. safe there. Yeah. Not necessarily. Like, it's not like I'm always, like, up in arms. I'm like, is someone going to touch my hair? Really? It's, I'm just. My
1: uh, entire life. Your entire. But, I, you know, but today, <laughs> if you went to West Hollywood, you wouldn't just feel like I'm a badass. I fucking belong anywhere. No. I can just do what. You, no.
2: I've been told even before in West Hollywood, like, hey, like, straight couple, what are you doing here? My partner right now is a male. Yeah. But it's like I went in for pride and it's like, mm, you're not welcome here. Like, even being queer, I'm so, not welcome in... It's not to say that this one person... That's what like, I want to know.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's also interesting. It's So it's subjective. Majority are people are shitty, right? We get that. Okay, majority, for sure. What do I know? I have my whole, like, perfect... Uh, I mean, it's not perfect, but my whole ex- experience. But uh, I have my own problems, all right? But this is way <laughs> more intense. But you don't feel safe there. Okay,
2: yeah. And there, I mean, it's... Part of it, too, is just, like... Being the only Black person going into a very white space is never comfortable.
1: Have you ever dated a white guy or a white girl? Mm-hmm. You have, yeah. What was that like? Can I ask you, or was it? Um, what were those conversations like?
2: It was cool. Po- it's actually, it's funny. I I ran into postcoital um, combos. I would like to know. Like, all right, okay. <laughs> you ran into who? Uh, this this white guy I used to date, um, and he was just like. Oh, you know, what can I, like, it was kind of that, like, what can I do? Like, he had, it was this, like, very, the me, like, <laughs> white guilty. <Yes>. Like, <laughs> is that not cool? <laughs> I'm- and I'm like, listen, man, I'm just trying to, like, have a kiki. Like, I'm just trying to, like, chill without having to break down critical race and gender theory. Like, ah, you're like, I'm going to do Alexi's podcast. Just listen <laughs> to the episode, okay? You can just send it to all the future. But, like, part of it is, like, there's, like, all this emotional labor that, like, we are forced to do. And and it's it's something that I'm willing to do. I'm here, yeah. right? I'm here trying to like have this conversation and this dialogue. But part of it is like, I, a lot of this comes from having done the work mm-hmm. of like taking the classes, of reading, of like staying up to date, of like reading Jezebel for Harriet, like staying connected to what's going on. Um, and it's work. Like, that's, I think that's the part, like, people are like, oh, give me, like, what's the answer? And it's like, do the work. Not, not to you specifically, okay like, do the work of reading, of listening, of like going into these think groups to like have these conversations. And it's, it's not easy and it's not comfortable and it's not fun. I mean, it can be fun, but it's like sometimes like being the only black person, like, in school, for example, of, like, the professor being like, well, what do you think? Like, what's your – what's the black opinion? Yeah. It's like, I can't speak for all black folks. Well, like, yeah. Like I can't I've, speak for all queer folks. I can't speak for all women. Nobody like, can speak for all people. That's the th- – and, it, yeah,
1: it is so subjective. And the reason – you know, that, that's why I wanted to make it clear that it's like, you know, if we were highlighting, like, just you as an artist and just it was just a casual podcast episode, that would be a whole other conversation and this wouldn't be the spotlight on you and race and all this stuff. But I'm framing this because you are an activist like you are. You put yourself in this position, made so much of your life's work, which is so fucking incredible to like doing the work and learning all this shit. So you can go on platforms and and, and educate other people because I'm I'm uh, people don't have the time to do the or they don't people are doing the best they can. Some people are uh, not conscious. Some people are more conscious. Other people. Some people are sleepwalking and they don't want to do the work and look at themselves internally. I mean, that's the least people can do is do the internal work just mm-hmm. to like, you know, go about their business and have an interaction with people and be kind and empathetic and loving and whatever. But uh, – and I guess that's that's where I'm coming from where it's like – because the majority of people aren't – they don't have the time. They don't have the, the whatever to, to learn. Well,
2: it's also like not having to learn about it too. Not like- having to – well – because your your life can continue just as it is without ever having to think about race or having to read a book about it or having to acknowledge it at all. Like your life could could yeah. continue without you having to look at it at all. But for POC for for those who live at the margins, as Audre Lorde like mentioned, like for those of us who live at the margins, like for whom oppression is as American as an apple pie. I think is the quote, like oppression is as American as apple pie. Yeah. We can't not see it. We can't not acknowledge its existence because when we are walking down the street, when we are just trying to live our day to day lives, we are constantly confronted with it. D- In the same way that like I'm trying to like relate it, but like with in terms of misogyny, right? Being a like, woman, yeah, you can't not like walk down the street and not be told suck my dick. You yeah, know what or I reduced mean? to
1: like, a, to just a woman, yeah, or reduced to, reduce to like, being I might exist only to be fuckable or if or you know. There are certain
2: things that you can't like that you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have to think about this, but then you're confronted with it, right? Yeah, and so in that same vein, particularly for women of color who are at this intersection of like gender and race and like. For those who are, like, queer, like, it's, you can't not see it. You can't not experience it. And it's, yeah. like, even if we never, like, said anything about it, it's, like, it still happens. For sure. Yeah. How? And yeah. One thing, like, so I, sh- I was at UC Riverside last night for their Take Back the Night. Are you, have you heard of Take Back the yeah, Night? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, a lot of the women, I think, were scared to, like, share their story, Right. About like what about the sexual assault that happened to them. Um, And I shared a quote from Audre Lorde and she talks a lot about and the essay is called the transformation of language uh, or from silence into action. I believe something like that. And she talks about like how important it is to speak about what matters to you most Mm -hmm. to like say it out loud, because if you don't. It, you're still going to, like, experience all of these things. But imagine if you did, like, laws could be changed. Lives could be saved. People feel less alone. Yeah, you can bring attention to it. And, yeah, exactly. that's where change
1: comes from. Yeah.
2: And so, like, speaking out about it and about, like, what you're experiencing is so important. Um, and to not be afraid to lean into those uncomfortable and awkward conversations, right? Like
1: this one.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's lifelong yeah. work too yeah. it's not something that like you know you just study for like four years and you're done And like, but, and, but uh, it, it was... like continues especially as we all like grow I mean we are in Trump's America this is not something that Audrey Lorde could have theorized or like known about in the 80s when she was writing you know but yeah. like that a lot of her words still ring true I think it's a combination of like studying the past of like listening to new voices as they emerge um i don't i don't know i'm trying to figure it out Well, when you
1: so going back to like dating a guy who is white and you having the conversations and with him and then being like oh my god it's so exhausting to just like have to have this conversation or to educate this person uh did it ever? What what else did you notice in a situation like that? And do you judge or get irritated when, when he said that a certain group of people uh, who, uh, date white women? You're talking <laughs> about a, you're talking about like the, black, the comedy, the comedy. Cr- well,
2: beyond it's it's not just comedy. Like black
1: uh, men have like. Does that bother you when they date white women? Because we touched on that earlier on a part we may have cut out. I can't remember
2: <laughs> on a part of the I podcast think- we may have cut out. I think there's a degree of, like, internalized racism that, like, if a black man only—or a black woman, if anyone, like, only dates only. white people. Yeah. Like, what is that about? That yeah. you are only attracted to whiteness, right? Oh, if they
1: only date them. Yeah. Correct. Not
2: like— It's like you know. everyone date i have dated the plethora—along the spectrum, both yeah. gender and yeah. race. And it's like— <laughs> What does it mean when you're only after one thing that is, like—and again, like, when you think about white standards of beauty and how all of the advertisements, the television shows, like, everything we see is just—like, it it is a celebration of whiteness. Yeah. And so if that's what you're seeing and that's what you're internalizing, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're thinking, oh, well, black women aren't beautiful, which is the message that we receive in the media, and that which is why a hashtag like Black Girl Magic even exists, because Black women are like, we have to do this for ourselves. We have to claim our beauty, we have to claim our worth, and celebrate each other. Yeah. And so when you look at like hashtag Black Girl Magic, it's like beautiful Black women, and it's bl- when Black women of all sort, like shapes, sizes, like. It's like no matter how, like how I am, like yeah. I see you and I celebrate you, which is why we even have the show Black yeah. Girl Magic. Like every, every month we celebrate a black woman yeah. that we're like highlighting and being like this black woman has achieved X, Y, and Z. And we're going to focus on them and highlight them.
1: So when you tell me about the hashtag Black Girl Magic and I'm like – I, I was I was expecting to see something like oh, crazy crap, and then it's like exactly what it should be—just like highlighting beautiful like, black girls and because they're magical. And I think, yeah, that makes complete sense. What does it mean that like I, I don't know? I guess I am living in a in a bubble where it's like uh, I already think black women are magical. I think people are magical. So, but the majority of people aren't. But I almost feel like I'm supposed to be talking about race because it exists. But for me. I'm not trying to claim my innocence of not being racist because – but I just mean like uh, at some point – because I already think people are beautiful, whoever they are. You know, like I can – I find the beauty in people and people are so fascinating. Uh, It's just such a shame to not just be – like if you're with your boyfriend at the time, whatever, and he's white and Mm -hmm. like – and you're having this conversation – you just don't. You, you probably did, did. You just hope to just be able to get to this side where you're like, can't we just be human beings together and just be and not be having this intense conversation? And I know that's a luxury that we're not there yet as a society. But like, uh, I think it's do, certainly. It's like the, if we. Could, when I
2: talk about how Black women have saved me, yeah, like I think that there is a degree of like crafting safe space around me, yeah. that I have to do in order to survive. Yeah. In the sense that, like, in the relationship with him, it was like there's never a moment where it can just all the way be turned off. Like there it can't was, be. I hate like, that. There's not going to be a moment where something that he said or some like you have like, to be
1: vigilant through and through because there's you're hyper aware that
2: and and beyond being hyper aware, it just comes up. Yeah, yeah. you know, and so. And and not to say that like black women are the only safe place, but I think when like when going back to like the, the panel. black women have saved me, like, yeah, on the
1: panel you said from that from
2: the like from other mothers, like mentors, professors, my own mother, like grandmother, godmother, like black women that have literally like been there to be like, I see you're struggling, let me be there to help you, but then also like black women writers, Toni Morrison, I think of Octavia Butler. Like, I think of Audre Lorde, Alice Walker, like Stacey and Chan, Bell Hooks, like these women who gave voice to my experience. Yeah. And then, like, taught me how to do the same. Yeah. Right. And then, with like even the comedy world, like, UCB is such a, like, stri- and I'm sure, white, white, Second white. City, like, you know, that all of these places are like dominated by straight white men. And you see that in, like, the television shows that make it onto the air and, like, on the stages, Mm -hmm. like, how many white folks there are. And I think they're trying. But, like, the reality is that when you go into a classroom and someone likens you to an ape or says, Hey, white Medea, like or this is Medea's Christmas. Come on in here, Mother Mary. And like you have to, in that moment be like,, mm, am I going to like am I going to go along with it and be like,, I'll shuck and jive along oh with this God. thing? Or do you say like, hey, we cut this we cut the production because it's like racist or whatever, but like you can't just be, you can't like you can't but just be. okay, yeah, finding these black these five other black women that I've been able to like play with, like I have a safe space where I don't have to fear that that kind of stuff will come up. And so, like, having that moment of, like, just being able to let down your bags, mm-hmm. like, let down your guard and just be. And that can
1: never happen with, like – I remember when you said that in the panel and it just broke my heart and I was made this joke about myself just being one, wanting to be included. I was just like, oh, you found your solace and you found safety and were saved by black women. I was just like, I – is there room for a conscious white – I'm not asking for me specifically. I'm, just, I'm like, hey, let me – <laughs> but it just broke my heart because I it'll, know it'll it'll always be there'll always be separation. I, I know that you need to be vigilant. I know that you're you're teaching people and you're you're on the, like the, like whatever your purpose is on the, in this lifetime is to like is to teach and you're like this uh, you know guide and you're of service, you know. Uh, but uh is there ever an end goal at some point and you're not an end goal but to like cuz I feel like there's there 's so much separation, we do want to get to another place where you go i I feel like i 've met because I feel like it 's also a level of consciousness. It depends if you meet people who are at a certain conscious level who get what the fuck is going on, get it, and then are just do you know what i, I mean? mean i mean i'm sure you know i i, I don't know what I, i'm i'm barely i 'm struggling trying to convey this thought, but it's like a it is a heartbreaking thing to yes, there's so much fucking injustice and racism in the world. So you ho- like, and that's, fuck, of course there is. Of course there is. It's so fucked up. But it is also heartbreaking to think like uh, it has to remain, that's uh, like that wins almost. You know, I just don't want that to win. And I wonder if like, do you have white girlfriends? Do you have yeah. Asian girlfriends? Do you have like, do you have a, like, is it? I don't know. I just don't like the. I'm going to
2: share something. Can I? Please. Like... God, yeah. Um. So it's called. I I while I was uh I went to the women's march and that's like I, I have a whole lot of sentiments about that. Um, but like, I I had a series of questions and it was like questions for the white women I'm marching with and I did march like uh, a friend of mine gathered a, a group of women, um, who were white and so here are like the questions. That I, that I asked. And maybe this helps share some of like my hurt or pain or like what we're thinking and experiencing. So it's like questions for the white women I'm marching with uh, next to with love. Welcome, finally. It's good to see you here. Where have you been? Why now? Did you not hear us before? Do you here now. Who are you here for? Why do you march? In what ways are you here for all women, women of color, queer women of color, incarcerated women, trans women, homeless women, immigrant women, Muslim women, indigenous women, brown women, black women? Do you see me? Us. When was the last time you listened, read our work, reached out, befriended, gone out of your way? When was the last time you employed a black woman? Woman? Black women, plural. I know we all want equal pay for equal work, but do we all have access to equal jobs? What do you know of white privilege and systemic racism? Do you know and honor our history? Did you know our children are dying? We take to the streets again today, but did you know in 97, 750,000 Black women marched in Philadelphia? This work is not new. Does your unity require our silence? We are not all one race. Did you know we are treated differently? Who are these men you've invited to speak on our behalf? Did you know one of them employs the most murderous police chief in the nation? Are you here to resist? Are you scared of what the LAPD at this parade can do to you? We are. I have so many questions, but most importantly, will you be here tomorrow? We need you too. Please stay. It sometimes feels like we are constantly having to, like, reach out to, like, do this work, to like, constantly be like, hey, like, we see you, we love you. Like, we want, we want this sort of unity, but it's, it, it feels like it's often the majority, like, it's, the, the burden is on us to do that work, to reach out, to be like, hey, like, we can be friends, but, like, it, it's, it doesn't feel like it's the other way. Yeah. And I know it's like it's not easy and it's hard, especially when we are so separated. Right. And, and, And it's hard to have these like real connections because all of this like hurt and pain and like shit that like we have to deal with going through it. It's like. It's just it's so much more work. And it's it's work that we do and it's work that we've been doing historically for so long. You have sojourner truth being like ain't i a woman like trying to be like hey like we're black like we're women like white women are saying like we deserve the vote and it's like okay but do black women get the vote too? Like and and, it, and it's it's historical and it's work that has been like we've constantly been doing um and i think like black women are like are And I'm not saying this is new. Like, we're just like, all right, we're going to take care of ourselves. We're going to take care of our babies. We're going to take care of each other. We're going to hold each other down because sometimes we're the only ones that hold us down. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes we are all we got. And that, too, is, like, part of our self-care. And so I think it's what we're saying is, like, it's on. Like, if you guys want to be at the table with us, like, if that's a real, like like sisterhood and solidarity that is the goal like come to us but like come to us having done some of the work and not expecting us to do it for you right like come having read some like listen to what we've been saying come with like come come ready to listen come ready to grow like we're here we've always been here like and we love y'all. Like we have so much love, truly. But like, like we like it's so imperative for us to like take care of ourselves. Um. And so it's not like we're. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is either. Like I'm 29. I'm still very much trying to figure out like what my part in all of this is. Like what I can do. And I'm I'm. You know, I, Angela Davis says, "Do your work where you are." Right? Like, I'm an artist, and so, even going into the, going to Camp Kirby right now and like doing these poetry workshops, like, I will leave, and like these kids are still going to be there. Yeah. And many of them, this is the start, or a continuation of what will be an entire life, in bars, behind bars, that will their voices will never get heard. They'll never, like, get to share their story. They'll never get to have these opportunities. They'll never get to vote in order to change the laws that incarcerate them. Like, there's so much work to do, and I don't know if I, in this lifetime, will get to finish it. Yeah. And I, I'm i so, like, I'm flabbergasted because I, I'm... I'm I'm going to the National Conference on Race and Ethnicity in American Higher Education, and one of the women who like helped founded a black woman, Dr. Belinda Besco, was like, "I'm still like doing this work. I'm like, I'm passing off the baton, but like like it sucks that we still are like do like it's still like that like lifetimes have come and yeah. gone, and we're still like working through it, and I don't know what the end goal is." And I don't know what the answer is. And I'm doing the best I can by, again, doing the work, by showing up. Um, and I think that's all of our responsibility, right? Yeah. To show up, do the work. And, like, sometimes that means for white women, for white folks, for folks with privilege to, like, take a step back and listen. And, like, provide resources to help share other stories that are different than what you know. Yeah. And I, I I I I do have to congratulate you for this podcast for inviting me to this space. Um as uncomfortable as it is. I'm yeah, I'm just, like, <laughs> just drawing my eyes from you know. It's hard. It's not easy. It's not I mean, it's fun to like come and kiki with you. I'm happy to like I've have had, this conversation.
1: It's interesting. I'm just thinking uh I am too. Thank you for coming and uh you know I think something that happens with white people is that, like, me included, there's a tendency to go a defensiveness. So instead of stepping forward to do the work, there's this uh, a thought that goes, well, I'm not right. Ra- I didn't do anything wrong. I know how I feel. Uh, like, are they mad at me? Or, you know, are people of color mad at me? What did I do? Like, you know, and, it, and it's, you know, you just turn off and go inward and, and be defensive because you think you, there's no i don't know it does that mean it's like it does and and that's
2: not the way to be either but i i know and we we like we acknowledge and see the defensiveness just like and we see the shutdown or like the like glazing of the eyes or like which is what leads to i think people being surprised when they see the videos of like the police killing us right it's like that kind of like Oh, like I, you're like I'm not doing it. Like I'm not the one that's like killing. Like I'm like oh, or not not just, but like oh yeah, that like infuses all of our relations. You know what I mean? Like all of that can't be erased from sh- just showing up. I I, mean, I, that's not even what I mean,
1: but I I know what you mean. And I remember being with one of my girlfriends, very successful girl, totally privileged. I mean, she's whatever. Uh, and uh, me telling her about a, a police shooting of a, a black man getting shot. Uh, just for doing, you know, doing nothing. And uh, she was like, no way. No way. You're lying. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was so embarrassed. I was like so embarrassed. And then I showed her the video and she went, that's crazy. Are you serious? And I'll go, yeah, happens all the time. And also like, you know, women driving at night getting stopped by the cops and and getting raped and all this stuff. And what a hierarchy. And it's terrible. She's like, no. And I was humiliated. And where I come, where I come, uh, the place I'm coming from is... Oh, you are blowing up. Who's blowing? Is that you, Aristotle? How can people be texting when we were having this conversation that needs to be had? <laughs> but uh, but what happens with me is I, I'll I'll just be like you know like I've been listening to the read and then they're like making fun. They're like oh white people and I'm like hey I get it. I know you you're telling yeah totally we're ridiculous. It's we're the lame, whatever. Like what I I see what's happening. I see the injustice. I know my privilege, and I just think. Fuck it! I get it. I wouldn't blame uh, a person of color to be mad at me, or or be vigilant, or just be uh, uh, irritated by my. You know, like I get, it and, and it just makes me go. I want to just like shut down, cross my arms, and be like. I love you, but I'm and I'm sorry. And if you're mad at me, I'm sorry. You know, and that's the most honest, childlike answer right now, or something I'm expressing right now, because I, I don't know what to do, because I don't... Oh, and I said this on the panel, and I know I have to get you out of here, because you had a life to live, and you got way cooler, better things. You're changing the world. <laughs> this podcast, and then a million other things after this uh, at, at a time. But, uh, oh, when I was on the panel, I was saying, like, on the, on the day of the, uh, you know, when, uh, Wednesday, when Trump was, uh, you know, became our president... And I was leaving my house and I was devastated and I went, fuck, and I felt horrible and I went, fuck, this is just going to lead to like more division of of people and just being like women and men and and people of color and, you know, white people. I just it broke my heart and somebody blocked my car in and I was like, oh, who blocked my car? Who was so lazy and entitled? They blocked my car and some blonde white girl came downstairs to like move her car and I just thought that fucking white entitled cunt. I'm saying cunt because it's my word to take the power back from I'm a woman, but – uh and I thought, fuck, if I feel that way, a brunette white girl in Los Angeles uh, feel that way towards yeah. a towards a blonde white girl. I'm thinking, yeah, if I feel that way towards another white girl that she's entitled and fucking is so fucking entitled and irritating, blocking my goddamn car. And I, I don't blame a person of color for looking at me and what I represent to them. I know what I represent and it's just fucking and I don't see how it can be sought and it breaks my heart. And I'm glad we're having this uncomfortable conversation because who gives a fuck it's honest and it's real and it's like of course we're not going to get to the bottom of it in this but it's like nice to to, think, to chat about it you know like to get the I think it's like it's so going. Sad.
2: it's like acknowledging it and feeling bad but like the like guilt I think as an emotion doesn't necessarily serve us yeah it's like what you do on the other side of, of co- that so yeah like the work so the, the poem ends with like like we need you to like please stay it's like like there's work like Beyond just like feeling bad about it, but like what will you do with the information on the other side of that? That is more important than the feeling of being like I did something wrong or I don't know what to do. It's like, oh, yeah, do something on the other side of that, yeah. Um, and I, you do have to go, you gotta go, Um, God. But I did see this video on online that was
1: talking about when a, 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 a black woman is being treated uh, unfairly at a supermarket, and then a white woman stepped in and went, You're doing this unfair. Like, she actually, mm-hmm. that was an example of like fucking using your, your privilege, privilege. Yeah. and fucking do something. And I will totally and can totally do that. because um, I'm a great person. <laughs> <laughs> just I do listen, really go
2: live. thank you for the no, invitation go. to come and like chat. And I hope this is the beginning of many conversations. I would love to have you back. On cause... a podcast or not with us. Yeah, I would like, love that. This is me reaching across
1: Oh look. Oh, we're taking hands. Oh my god, we gotta give each other help. Okay, listen, go live your yes. life.
2: I will text you later and I would like you to you to come Bye back. Guys.
1: Bye everybody, thank you.
0: <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com
1: we <laughs>